What's up, everybody? This is your boy, J.E. from The Melanated Podcast. I'm talking to you today about Anchor. Anchor is an app that's available on Android as well as Apple platform. This app allows you to be able to create, download, and edit your own podcast. That's right. Uh, It even distributes your podcast for you over all major platforms, including Apple as well as Spotify and many more. Anchor allows you to be able to make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. You can't beat that. If you have any questions, download Anchor today on Apple and Android platforms. Peace. Happy New Year from The Melanated Podcast. It's your boy, J.E., and I sit down with I Will 3, and we basically recap the year that was 2020 in all its splendor and glory, good, bad, and ugly. We talk about all the things that um, affected us and our hopes of a better 2021 so we hope you enjoy it we thank you for tuning in and this is the melanated podcast you guys have a wonderful new year and peace and blessing What's good? What's good? Happy New Year to you, brother. Same to you, man. I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. We, we got to reset and reload, man. It's 2021. We got to get out of here and get it, baby. Uh, I, I mean, clearly. Clearly. I will three back at it again, man. I felt uh, last night, you know, with uh, New Year's Eve, uh, it just seemed like once twelve o'clock hit, I don't, it just seemed like a weight was lifted. I don't know. I felt lighter. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, agree with that sentiment, man. It, it just, you know, twenty twenty, man. If, if if you could describe twenty twenty, man. 2020 was the boogie monster, man. In, in real life, reincarnation, man. 2020 did not go gently into that dark night, man. The amount of kind of bad things and passing away, you know, from everything to the COVID, just a, a, and then the kind of natural causes. I just don't remember a, a, a year, recall a year in my 43 years of it just being just like. You know the proverbial if it ain't one thing it's nothing but right. to, to god be the glory man we you know one thing about life man you got to keep pushing forward and if you're really paying attention you know there's lessons to be learned in in, in good times and in bad so you with that kidding. being said man you know let's let's kick off this year in review man so we can really close the book on 2020 and let's get ready uh for these new blessings in 2021 no shit i'm like (laughs) 2020 started off on fire anyway with 
uh, California being on fire, like wildfires in the forest. It's like millions of acres burned down. I'm like, why is this always happening in California? Obviously, because it's dry, but I was doing a little research and, you know, it's, you know, you remember, I don't know if you old enough to remember, uh, uh, oh, was it old Smokey commercials? Like smoking a bear, smoking a bear, like uh, cars and fires and in, in, in the in the campfires and all that. Right. And I was just like, you know, I was watching this documentary on, uh, you know, Africa. I love like documentaries and nature. While you know, all man, every year, like in the savannah or like uh, some of the drier uh, forests and. Uh, drier uh, parks in Africa. Man, it just gets so hot that that stuff just burns the, the plants and trees and all that. It just burns down, but then it just regrows and it starts like over the following year. It's crazy. Right. It's crazy, but... Well, yeah, and you know, that, that's the thing, man. You know, people sometimes, you know, and, and I do remember the, the Smokey the Bear commercials when they used to, you know, talk about... Uh, potential campfires and wildfires one thing about human nature man we, we tend to get relaxed when when things are going okay you know we, we, we tend to lower our our senses and senses and just kind of go about daily activity but there's a reason why they made those commercials because they, <laughs> they, they were good public service announcements to keep that on our mind and be like, look, something as careless as you not properly putting out a campfire or you flicking a cigarette uh, down the street, you know, uh, driving down the street, flicking a, a lit cigarette and it hit the grass, something just that small could be so uh, devastating and, and traumatic. So, you know, we have to pay attention to things like that. And, you know, again, with California, you know, they don't, especially in certain parts of California, they don't always get enough rain. So those right. areas are, are, are constantly uh, in a, in a, a, a drought-like state. So it don't take much. You know, it could be an ember from a fire that, you know, again, in a, in a camp or whatever, right. and it just floating in the air but it's still hot enough to where it, it, it hit a leaf or it may hit a piece of paper and bam now, now you got you know 10 million acres of land burnt up you know it just it's just crazy yeah, it is man you know the 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 fire aspect of the year starting off you know you, you you i know i didn't look and think like okay it was gonna be fire uh we was gonna be on fire all year but hell well, we we walked out of the fire into the the, the furnace. I mean, yeah. not even uh, uh, not even a month later, this plague made its way to America, quote unquote. Called uh, they didn't even have a name for it then, but they later named it the coronavirus. And I'm telling you this the symptoms that they was talking about and I think this is why it was not taken seriously in the beginning because of the, the symptoms were flu-like and I think they were thinking like okay well it's not going to be as big as you know it's flu-like symptoms so we already know how to deal with that but man I know so many people that had coronavirus type symptoms last year yes 
last I mean I know people that was down for a whole month with these type of symptoms so we was talking last night and it was three people at the table they were sick at the same time last year but they had all hung out at the same time oh wow and they was yeah they was down for weeks and I'm like man but you never know man you know they talk about when it first was reported but man people probably you know you never know with travel it probably was somebody went somewhere and I always wonder why they ask you have you uh, traveled outside the country in the last whatever whatever and you know now I mean I see why because you probably done bought something back right and you know I personally it, it hit home with uh, uh, my wife at the time she was sick and it was around this time last year was well, it around this time but it was, it was you know December is uh, to Christmas around Christmas and she had this you know just this cough and you know I didn't know some of the other symptoms she was had but you know later finding out but and I was telling her you know go to the doctor she said oh no I'll be okay I'll be okay but there was you know a month or so almost six weeks before it was reported that we had this quote unquote new virus and it had a name to it. So it was it was a lot of people who had gotten sick during that time but didn't actually know that the, what they had caught. So, you know, it, it was really just crazy, man, because again, like you say, flu like symptoms, oh, we know how to deal with that. But, you know, we didn't find out until later that, you know, it was like the flu times ten. So right. yeah. Um, times 10 is an understatement because it, multi- it, it I think it just multiplies so fast that it just took everybody by crazy but I'm, I'm going to tell you this uh, the president went during his initial conversations about it he didn't take it seriously at all it appeared that he didn't take it seriously at all and I think once the numbers started shooting up and they was comparing it to the flu but then when people started dying from it and the, the, the percentage paled in comparison to the flu the flu affected more people and more people died but it was the, the amount of people that were infected by corona and died, it made the percentage higher. Does that make sense? Yes, exactly. And because, again, when, you know, we we had the initial symptoms that came out, but then once we started seeing it, you know, once people was in the hospital going to the ICU and we saw how it was attacking certain parts of the body, we was like, oh, man, you know, this is something way more serious than you know, really comparing it to the flu because it attacked vital organs, your lungs, your liver, your kidneys. So it was like then at that point, it's okay. People with pre-existing conditions, they definitely you know don't want to get sick because it's going to attack the very organs that they need you know need to stay alive. Now it comes you know to pass where if you're slightly you know more healthy and uh, you know in, in relatively you know good shape it passed through your system 
similar to a cold or the flu. So, but again, because we did not know what we really were dealing with, again, from the White House, they didn't really take it as serious because, again, you can go back and, uh, and look at the, the video footage on any of the, any of the, new, the major news outlets. They were coming out like, oh, man, you know, don't, it, it ain't that serious. We got it under control, this, that, and the third. And then, you know, you a few weeks later, the whole country on lockdown, pretty uh, much. Pretty much, because I know that the... Um, when I think he really I think the president really took notice really really took notice once he got it and you know then they start coming up with operation what was it operation warp speed or something like that uh, to get the vaccine out and from that point um, you know we now have trial uh, well it's not even a trial it's an actual vaccine uh by the way you think you're gonna take it because i'm not in a rush to to jump in line to take it that's just me and these opinions are the opinions of je not necessarily the opinions of the world or i will three but this is just me yeah you know again with anything like this you know, it's to be it's to be cautious, right? So you can look at kind of things that they still haven't gotten a vaccine for. You know, we've been trying to fight cancer, trying to fight HIV AIDS. Hell, we don't even have a a true a cure for the common cold. Now, some things we have been successful with with polio, mumps, chickenpox, but it took years of research to finally come up with. A, a, a true vaccine for this. Now, I'm hoping that what they have now on the table will at least, if not cure it, at least curve, curve it to where the, the infection won't spread as fast. But again, we, we're getting reports out of, uh, I think it started off in England, London somewhere, uh, that the strain had mutated. Right, and, you know, and then it's able to be spread a lot quicker. And I think we just had seen recently, within the last week or so, maybe two weeks, that that strain has now hit the states. So this thing got so many moving parts. And although you know this year in review we're talking about COVID, it's really been the main story throughout the whole year. But you know, we're discussing it at this point in the broadcast, but COVID. Well, I mean, throughout this whole broadcast, we continue to keep coming up because it it affected uh, us in so many different ways, from Absolutely. entertainers to athletes. I mean, I'm, every aspect of life that we were what we call norm, normalized, it affected. So you know, uh, again, we're talking about it right now, but as we go down the, our timeline, COVID's gonna pop back up again. Because it, it's still, I mean, if you really think about it, it's still here. But, you know, so then now we had, you know, we still got COVID on our plate. We still eating COVID. We still eating this social media firestorm that, you know, oh, the, the, this doesn't work. That doesn't work. I mean, we still just getting bombarded by it. But, man, and this is only January. Um, January was was 
enlightening if nothing else because we lost one of the greats and we're going to talk about a few people that we lost but I think to start the year off losing someone relatively so young and um, that transcended not just sports not just basketball but just transcended life and that was Kobe Bean Bryant and I'm I'm just gonna tell you this man when I for I think I was I don't remember where I was but I remember somebody saying it I was around a group of people and I think somebody said it and it was like man Kobe dead I'm like Kobe who it's one of them things where you just like you know you repeat what somebody said but you only know when anybody say Kobe you only think of one person but man when he his death was so his death was normal in the sense of if you you know if you understand death his death was normal in the sense of it happens but the way it happened it was just so tragic I mean uh, you know helicopter crash it was it was his daughter on there and other families uh other friends of his family and man when i tell you that that his death touched me and i just wanted to you know like i said i was married at the time as well and you know i have a, a stepdaughter in the marriage and i just wanted to uh, it was many mornings where i just want to make sure she was alive and i just want to hear her and it affected me that bad i mean one morning i woke up i was just well, I was just gone, man. I was just like, it, it just, you know, for it's one thing to die. It's another thing to die with your child. That, that was, that was a tough one, bro. Right. Yeah. And you know, the thing that, um, you know, when, when we kind of talk about death, at least coming from my point of view and aspect, when you have someone that's famous, you know, whether it's an athlete, entertainer, whatever. When they're close to you in age, it, it, it seems to hit a little harder because when Kobe passed, Kobe was 40, right at 41, 42. And I'm 43. So I literally grew up with this young man as far as him coming out of high school going straight to the league I watched his whole career the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows the good, the bad, and the ugly and to see where he had come, how far he had come because again everybody, we all make mistakes in life we, we really don't have a playbook so to say but you know he, 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 come, he come out you know uh, the quote unquote the next big thing, the next type Michael Jordan type player, and uh, you know he had all this this buzz and hype around him when he first kind of came out. You know he was rumored to be dating Brandy. They were really you know close friends or what have you. But he just had the the world was his oyster. You know like uh, he he quickly progressively got better at, at basketball from you know rookie you know dunk contest. All star games, you know, shadowing Michael Jordan, him and Mike becoming, you know, uh, really, really good friends, and, and Michael's a mentor to him. So to see him, him and uh, Shaq, 
helped win those championships for the Lakers. Then Shaq leaving, and then they retooled, and he came back and won a couple more. So just to see the evolution of, of his basketball career, and also his in a personal life, you know, he, he married uh, young. You know, he had the, uh, the the affair, whatever you know, the infidelity was, but he was able to maintain his marriage, have beautiful children, you know, grow into becoming a family man. Then, as, as he transitioned from basketball, you know, Kobe won a uh, he won an Oscar for a short Oscar. a short film that he had put together. So, man, Kobe really was just now starting to live his life after basketball, and then bam. And he's gone, and so yep. what? That what they really told me was that, in, in, in the spiritual sense, hey man, you know, God can, will can and will take the best of us, just so that He can get your attention. And you know, I, I'm one. I'm a person where I, I'm big on family, and I just imagine, man, you know me losing you know my spouse or someone that close to me and they're young how you know that would affect me so this again this really affected me because of how close in age we were and the fact that like i said we had i had kind of grew, grew up with him watching him uh, uh become a man a father a husband and you know entrepreneur businessman you know, so that that one really stung, man. So and I was so shocked. Yeah. And then not to mention the fact that, he, you know, he lost his, his daughter, who you know was an aspiring young basketball player, and the other you know, people that lost their lives on the helicopter themselves. You know, they were teammates, and I think it was you know the pilot, and 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 please forgive me, but it may have been one or two other adults on that chopper with them. So all of them lost their lives, and. It's just so tragic, you know. So, you know, prayers and and, and, and condolences still go out to uh, Kobe's uh, family, fans, and friends, and to the other people who lost their lives in the helicopter as well, because their family and friends were affected as well. So, you know, that was, and this was this was, you're talking about the first quarter of the year. This was uh, the end of January when this uh, tragedy happened. So. Uh, yeah so we still yeah we still getting we still getting started um uh, i was like uh i hated when they did the kobe and uh jordan comparisons but at the same time because i'm gonna be honest with you i didn't like kobe at all i didn't hate kobe i just was like you know it's always like somebody that just send that dagger to your heart i wasn't uh i was a laker fan when i was a kid and I stopped being a Laker fan because I was just like, okay, I'm from H-Town. I'm going to support the Rockets. And, um, but for some reason, I just I just didn't like Kobe. Not that, oh, I was, you know, I would spit on him or do anything or whatever. It wasn't that type. Uh, but when he, when he died, man, I had a totally different respect for him. Just, you know, it's one thing when you, uh, when you live, but it's another thing when you live on purpose and you affect people and you impact people's lives. And man, you just you can just see the people that he reached with, you know, the things that he did. And, you know, um, I'm hoping that what he has done uh, in his community 
with his teammates and uh, people all over the world will transcend for generations because you know what I what I love about sports and I'm a coach uh, I'm a volunteer coach I love sports because it taps into something that a lot of people wish they can do but also you can use that to impact a community even a world and it's 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 amazing what you know when people look because majority of the people can't do what athletes do i mean if you really just pick the handful of athletes versus the community that they're in the percentage is going to be super super small but it's just so and to do it at the highest level that's even more impressive but i tell you this uh you know i'm from the jordan era so it don't get no better than jordan for me and i know lebron is lebron is out there he's he's taking up the uh slack from where kobe left off and he did an excellent job this year but um I'm uh I said I watch Co- uh, Jordan and Kobe and I'm always getting a nod to uh, Jordan and it ain't no argument or whatever but I'm just gonna get a nod to Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, bro. I feel you. Yeah. But, you know they they all were, were great in their own right. You know what I'm saying. And the thing about LeBron though, LeBron's still writing his legacy. So man, uh, you know, and we, we'll we'll get to, to LeBron a little bit later. But as we transition to kind of the next topic. You know, we, again, highs and lows, you know, we, we want to try to balance this out. We don't want just to give you, you know, all the tragedy that happened, but it'd be remiss, man, to to not to mention um, the kind of Black Lives Matter movement. And uh, and, and, and I, I'm saying that based on the timeline in February, the tragedy happened with uh, Ahmaud Arbery. And, uh, Mr. Marbury, man, 26-year-old uh, black male, uh, was out for a jog. I mean, literally just jogging, getting some exercise, and some racist... He was approached. Well, he was approached. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll summarize. He was approached by uh, three individuals, and um, they were they were uh, signaled and this is from one of the individuals the, the individuals that shot he claims that he, uh, that they were signaled by one a neighbor that saying there he goes from uh, previous reports of break-ins that's him that's the one that was doing the breaking in so they end up trying to confront him and it didn't go so well you know punches were thrown and the guy said he defended himself and killed Mr. Arbery. So it's one of those things that we have been you know, we, we're talking about sports and protests have been going on for, you know, decades. Um, and I think it really it really hit uh, major sports in the NFL with Colin Kaepernick and that was uh, nearly five years ago when he decided to take a knee in protest of brutality police brutality but now you know as 
I will spoke about the Amon Arbor. That was just one. That was that was just one of many things that have helped shape and fuel this Black Lives Matter uh, crusade. And um, I'll tell you this: you know, we talking about you know negative and positive. There's negative and positive in everything, and the Black Lives Matter movement. It had a, it received a lot of negative criticism, but it had a lot of positive. And some of the positive that I like to speak on is just the fact that they were vocal. I mean, it's one thing to sit in your home and not say anything or not doing anything, but they were vocal if if nothing else, and they demanded answers, which people from before us did the same thing. Go ahead. Right, and you know, and looking at this. I think we, we 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 can't underestimate this generation because not at all. Yeah, they they you know from years past you know it's been different strategies that we tried to uh, apply to this systematic racism. You know, you you you've had the philosophy of Dr. Martin Luther King, peaceful nonviolence. You've had added with Brother Malcolm with the Nation of Islam and kind of him being the forefront leader uh, saying by any means necessary. You know, we had the Black Panther Party movement. We've had different movements and, 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 and leaders step to the forefront to try to take down this uh, racist system. But at each point in time, it, it was something that always happened that kind of stalled progress right so when you look at the movement this time around it started to become to where okay we did it this way it didn't work we did it that right. way it didn't work we exactly. did it this other way and it still didn't work <laughs> so the options are becoming less and it's and it's more aggression behind it because we see that Man, we're gonna have to fight. Whether it's, 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 it's literally, figuratively, it's gonna have to be a fight. Now, what would have ended up happening? Well, I say this, and again, you know, we we kind of going through this timeline, and you know, it, 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 we may kind of jump ahead of some things, but we got to a tipping point this summer, and and, and even taking it back, if we rewind it back to the Rodney King incident. Mm -hmm. All of this police brutality has been going on for years. But because it wasn't really footage of it or, or, or the masses wasn't able to see it, if you just heard it coming from a person of color, it was just, okay, it is what it is. But, right. but see, when, when, when the world saw in the 60s how ugly you know, the United States were in, in a sense of uh, 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 legal separation, uh, Jim Crow in the South. And they were sicking dogs and putting the hoses on their own citizens. See, right. so now America had to explain themselves because they're trying to project that, oh, we're, we're the country, we're the nation you know, of peace, love, and justice, and this, that, and the third, but when you peel, peel back the onion, you know, th 
they whooping and segregating their own people, you know, by race, right. class, and this, that, and the third. And so what has happened is they they become more, well, they become less overt with it. It wasn't so obvious. And, and, and you know, you end up getting uh, things that were uh, put into law that just did with segregation done back then with the Jim Crow laws that made it less obvious. And see, now, you know, the police, would they have all the pro, uh, protection from the uh, police unions and this, that, and the third, and, you know, they can't be tried for uh, murder. It's just all, you know, I, and, and I'm not, right now, I'm saying the specific laws that are on the book, but it's certain things that, you know, the police could get away with because it was written into law that allowed them uh, to be able to do this with no written, with no uh, retribution, you know, no consequences to their actions. So now we know, okay, we have to fight this on both levels. We got to fight this fight on the street. And now we got to fight it within the laws and then the people who we're electing, we got to hold them accountable. If they're not doing what they're supposed to do, we got to get their ass up out of there. So it's, it's now finally really a, a collective, true collective spirit that, okay, we have to uh, fight this battle on all fronts and not just out in the streets, but also in the, in the, in the uh, Congress and, and in your local uh, state, federal, you know, on all different levels. So right. that's where we're at with this, you know. Um, I can't wait until we actually see some real justice. But again, you know, it's we're still, you know, knocking off the rough edges of this thing called justice. And until it's really completely justice for all, the fight still goes on. Oh, it, it will always. But. You know, just as as this 2020, you know, get uh, progressed, you know, with the shooting of Lamar Arbery. I mean, the world was slowly, you know, I think this world was still kind of silent until one fateful day in May where a young man from Houston, Texas was in Minneapolis and he was stopped by the police and he was handcuffed he was taken to the ground I mean there's a backstory, of course allegedly he um, attempted to pass either a fake check or a fake bill and the store manager had called the police on him. That individual's name is George Floyd. Uh, what later pursued was um, him being held down by three police officers and one kneeling on his neck for what has now been cemented in history is eight minutes and 46 seconds. And it ultimately led to him dying right there and that was videotaped and it was shown all around the world and I think uh, you know we talk about 
let's be clear everybody law enforcement people you know we view each incident uh, there's levels to it I think this is this George Floyd incident was the one piece of history video evidence that there was no there was no they there was no argument there was no and I'm I'm be honest with you I've talked to officers my cousin is a, a police officer and this was the first time that he was outraged this is the first time I've seen cops outraged at the actions of another police officer and I think you you use this word tipping point and with tipping points you know it's the 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 the, the pot is always going to whistle and I think this was the tipping point for a lot of people not just blacks because we have been looking at this as like okay well this ain't nothing new it's 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 very horrible but I think this is the first time white people uh well let me not say that I think this is the first time a larger percentage of white people and law enforcement looked at a situation and bit and they were just like in shock and awe and horror that someone could do someone like that yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, th- just the blatant disregard of human life. And, and the thing about it, again, is that these officers, not only the ones in this particular incident with Mr. Floyd, but across the, the, the at least the United States, I'm not going to go as far as the world, because different sections of the world, different countries, their police organizations are, are taught and trained differently. But these officers, and the one in particular, the gentleman who held his knee on Mr. Floyd's neck, at that point in time became judge, jury, and execution. We have laws in this country. So given the fact that, hey, I don't know if Mr. Floyd tried to pass, quote unquote, a fake $20 bill or not. But J, that's not a death sentence, man. It's not. That, that's the equivalent of being, you know, a ticket or it could be some jail time because, again, I think with trying to uh, copy and, 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 and pass fake money, that may be a federal law breaking. But still, Hitman will still, still be alive. If you let him right. go to court, whatever the outcome is, let him do his time and then let him come home. He didn't allow none of that process to take place because he he basically said fuck that man life right down the streets and and, and and none of the other police officers had enough decency to say hey that's enough man yes you know he's subdued get your knee off that man's neck, neck. and um, 
and, and that's where the a true outrage came in. Like again, we're like, wow, okay, you know. And I really think people saw it in the sense of, you know, even seeing the whole the whole video is so tragic, man. Because the man got to the point where he's crying out for his mama, man. You know, when when when, oh. when anybody cries for their mama, then you know, mama. you know that there's a level of anguish above above reproach when you, when you cry yeah. for your mom you you in a different type of hurt that only you right. you, you you know that your mama can <laughs> that can help Ooh. so i think that's what really touched people's hearts and like the level of cruelty that was displayed i mean and, and again je when i initially watching i think i we spoke about this you know at the time to, to be honest with you, man, it was part for course for me. I had gotten so numb to the fact that, because it seemed like every day, uh, once a week, it was, it was something. something. I mean, you know, for the past <laughs> eight to ten years, starting with uh, Trayvon Martin, to Tamir Rice, to Sandra Bland, to Orlando Castile, all to Sterling. I mean, I don't. It, the list goes on and on. Adam, but I know their name, man. These were my right. brothers and sisters. Just really, my sisters and brothers and sisters in Christ. Man, these folks ain't coming back simply because of nope. the p- police brutality. So, yeah. you know, it's for the in my lifetime. Now I know if anyone's older than us, me and Jay, we're in our mid forties. But you know, you got your still your civil rights generation. Like my mom, she's seventy one, so she come out of the civil rights, you know, movement. <laughs> to see, like this, touch the world. I mean, we saw murals and protests from Japan, Australia, India. All points are around the world. Around the world, like George, it's like we are George Floyd. That's basically what that right. rallying cry was, and I could not believe. I like, I just could, I couldn't believe how this touched the world, and and right. you know, but but when when that tip, when the tipping point hit, and then I said, okay, now we're gonna see something. And, but but I'm, I want to say this, even you know, this this on the world scope of you know the Black Lives Matter movement and police brutality. The star of the moment of the year, or should I say, uh, infamous uh, person or uh, uh, thing of the year, crept his head back into it. Because COVID didn't go nowhere. That rascal was everywhere. Nah. We know here, we, you know, we're based out of Houston, Texas. So we had rallies and whatnot, just like everybody else did. But boy, when, when we had the rally downtown and we ended up, you know, he had his funeral and, and, and whatnot, boy, COVID came through and had a part of his own. And those numbers spiked because and I, I know we kind of jumped over, you know, this, but uh-huh. the country went through a lockdown, even though it was more or less on the provision of, of the state by state basis, which was kind of the White House mandate. They were like, hey, we don't really want to say on a federal level that we have to shut everything down. We will leave that up to the states. But pretty much the, most of the nation was on lockdown from March up until June, July. 
you know, and, and during this time we're talking about George Ford, the death and the protesting, we were still kind of on lock, but it was for a good reason, right. man, because as soon as, you know, the, the protest dissipated and he, you know, we, we laid Mr. Floyd to rest, man, those numbers spiked right back up, man. Hell, I ain't gonna lie. Uh, I think that's why I caught COVID. Yeah, man. Because yeah. I, <laughs> I, I went to the protest and I went, now I was masked up, but I went to the protest and I went to the uh, funeral, the actual, uh, when they carried his body to his final resting place. And, you know, like I said, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure because like a little while after that, maybe like a week later, I was sick. And I was like, yeah, that COVID is is no joke. But I, I I'll share this this last thing on the on the whole, you know, George Floyd thing, and then we'll take a break. I personally, that that I think that was the first time in my life that I can honestly say that I literally hated an individual for something they did, and I didn't care what happened to him. Like, I, I literally didn't care if he was just, I, I didn't care what anybody did to him. And I think it'll be just whatever it is, whatever horrible act somebody does to him, it'll be right. just. He should, he, he, he should, he should get the same, if not worse, just because of his arrogance in the way that he just knelt right. on him. And, and so, I understand you probably have uh, most of the, the art audience would, would, would agree with you on that. Uh, because, again, the, 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 the violence that he displayed, the lack of empathy for another human being, it, it, was, it was some of the coldest shit I've ever seen in my life. And, and, and cold. The yeah, coldest. So, oh, so, so, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, we're going to take a break here and we're going to come back and finish off the year that was 2020. We want to thank you for tuning in to the Melanated Podcast. We'll see you back shortly. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. So we uh, we we left off uh, earlier, you know, kind of discussing some of the major events that got us through 2020. Um, and one of the most impactful that we're still dealing with at the end of 2020, of course, is the COVID, a.k.a. coronavirus. And it's it's caused us to change the way we even you know do our day to day I think one of the most impactful of course more people are working from home now uh, you know you have to ma- there's mask mandates you can't go into places without a mask on but I think one of the most um impactful areas in our lives uh, education uh, has been impacted you have kids now who uh, in some states some cities they have the choice to either 
go to school or they can stay at home and learn from the computer and this you know this has affected households you know the way households normally operate you know most parents they either dropping their kids off at school come pick them up after work or you know some parents you know they have have at at home school so it's caused dynamics and i know you i will three you got uh three kids uh that or you know students how has that affected you know you and your you know the way you do things man it, it has been a challenge brother unlike no other because my kids are, are different ages different stages in school and so um with my oldest uh, was from a, a previous relationship so she primarily you know, lives with her mom but you know with her and I talking um, you know I, I kind of leaned a little bit more on her assessment of things we decided to go with doing homeschooling for her because of how the uh, corona had impacted that particular school so we had that one aspect so we have to deal with my, my child who's actually in like a gifted and talent program to where you know they do you know G smart you know do things the exercises and 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 and, and projects whatnot do, do things require them to work a lot in, in, in groups to you know scratch their minds and have them think a lot of that has now been taken away because she's not physically at school with the other students everything is virtual and virtual is okay for like a temporary type thing but to see now we're almost going on a full year of the virtual man it's so much that in the learning process that's missed out uh, by not being physically there uh, in the classroom with the other students so that's what the one at that aspect Uh, then I have a seven year old and a uh, five-year-old so those two were just now getting into school I and mean, my oldest um uh, sorry my oldest is in uh the fifth you know, fifth grade but uh, my seven-year-old is in second grade so she's kind of acclimated to what's going on but again she's knowing how to go to class to be able to interact with the students and the teachers and you know for a good little part of early in the year they were, you know, everybody had to do school online. My son at the time, he was only four. He was used to going to daycare. And then he had to kind of stay at home. So we had to start trying to do more of the curriculum at home with him. Right. So that he kind of wouldn't fall behind. So it's like overnight, you know, we instantly... Uh, parents also became certified school teachers. Exactly. <laughs> and so it's been real difficult, you know, uh, to keep everybody on track on the same level, uh, well, well, on, on their level, um, being able to uh, maintain their uh, interest in what they were doing, you know, giving them breaks, you know, having lunch, and then not to mention, on the adult side to where, you know, we just talked about it earlier, you know, we're now working from home. So man, if, if we don't have a separate little space away from 
the kids, like, it's hard for us to focus on actual work. So this whole dynamic of this COVID thing, it, it, it's just been such an eye-opener. And even though, you know, we, we've primarily went through it the whole year and we have a little bit better handle on it, it's still tough. So um, I, I, I would just advise everybody to you know, just hang in there. Give, give yourself a pat on the back, man, because, you know, you, you're doing a, 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 the best job that you can. But I also want to highlight this. Our teachers are underpaid. Some some of the dishes are underfunded. We need to fight harder for our teachers because they do such a fabulous job for the most part of educating our youth. You know, they're part-time mothers and fathers to our kids because a lot of times they see them, they see their teachers in their school more than they are at home. So Which is a shame. Yeah, so if, if you see a teacher, you know an educator, man, give them kudos. And, and, and I'm hoping that in this new uh, presidential regime that we can really highlight teachers and education and see about getting them paid a little bit more money because they're, they're definitely worth every penny. You know, you know the funny. You know the funny thing about... <laughs> The funny thing about uh, life now uh, is, you know, no matter how tragic stuff is or whatever, the memes don't stop. And boy, one of the funniest, one of the funniest memes I saw was when I think when school kicked back in, uh, it said something about um, teachers, you need to come. Uh, pick up your kids or whatever oh my god it, it's something to that aspect like you know the parents now you know they, they my kids are, are your kids now y'all need to come pick them up but it was right. so hilarious but I, I think I think memes um, you know ever since the invention of memes boy it, it's one of the most hilarious things that somebody can put together man it just takes your mind off of some certain situations but um, I think one of the other things with COVID too is it caused a lot of the things that we used to use to take our minds off of our stresses in this example sports it caused sports to stop yeah and I mean, not only sport, but sports and entertainment in general now yeah that's know, true too for, for me I'm a movie buff. I love going to the movies. That's like oh, my man. little pastime, right? Right. I want to get away and escape, and you know, I'm I'm checking what what's the hot, you know, thriller, Move. drama, you right. know, uh, Marvel action, whatever going on. You know, I'm going to go see it, right? But man, with the COVID, we you know it shut that down. Like the movie the industry way. was like almost it's almost crippled it. Like the actual movie theaters. So now. Hollywood and the big uh, production studios are now scrambling to try to see. Okay, yet we had all these big blockbusters in 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 in, in, in the works, you know. But now a lot of them have gotten pushed back. Yeah. You know now they're streaming. We just had for Christmas, Wonder Woman was slated to be a huge release. Man, I think I saw the numbers. They may have only had. 60 or 65 million dollars in the actual theaters. Now, I don't know 
what uh, the amount of money that you know they could uh, process from it actually being streamed online. But man, you know that that changed the whole dynamic of. I know Wonder Woman may have had a budget of two or three hundred million dollars. <coughs> excuse me for production to make because they were probably going to see triple or quadruple that. At least that's what they were forecasting. And now, they, they, they may barely break even. You know what I'm saying? True. So in that aspect, that, that's like, you know, Hollywood with television and film, they've had to uh, push the uh, production dates back. Right. Then, you know, again, uh, transition to sports, Hey man, you know we so used to having March Madness, uh, opening day in baseball, uh, the, uh, NBA playoffs, finals, finals, right? You know, uh, NFL uh, training camp that killed all of this, oh, man. man. I mean, you know, but again, even even through the, the transition of it, we were able to find some some things that did work. You know, the NBA was pretty. Su- successful in what they call the quote-unquote bubble right. where they had um, everyone pretty much play out of a few arenas down out in I think it was Orlando Florida to where you know everything was in a controlled setting you know you couldn't leave once you arrived on on campus you know they tested, tested you for COVID right. and they limit they limited your restrictions on people going in and out of the bubble and I think they had a couple different incidents I remember <laughs> he now has the infamous nickname Lemon Pepper Lou but Lou Williams from the Los Angeles Clippers he was allowed to leave the bubble for a, a, a death in, in his family but some kind of way ended up going to go get some chicken wings from uh, the infamous Magic City in, in Atlanta. Oh, my you God. You know, uh, uh, Club 112, one of them. The, you the, bullshit. The, I ain't lying. You know, so, you know, <laughs> <laughs> those type of things ended up happening. But, you know, again, through tragedy and adversity, you know, you tend to, to work different things out. So now the NBA uh, model has worked. It even goes as far as uh, and I used to be kind of a pro wrestling fan. Uh, WWE, oh, it, affect, it affected them as well. But but from that bubble concept, uh, WWE used it, uh, and also Major League Baseball, NBA, NBA, let's say NBA, used NBA. It. So uh, so yeah. So you know, even through you know the, the tragedy of COVID. And us still trying to find some normal normalcy within our lives, you know, the stuff that usually took our minds off of stuff, uh, even with you know, college football, we all had to, to adjust to this kind of just uh, brave new world or the, or the, the new life that, that was going on. But uh, I commend all the athletes, uh, the coaches, the, the staff for uh, continuing to go out there and try to uh, Entertainers, you know what I'm saying? Even though it's their livelihood, but, um, you know, it's just a whole brave new world for us. So I just wanted to kind of speak on that aspect of the, the education and, and, the, and the, 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 the employment, the jobs with parents and students, and then with the, with the sports and entertainment, how it, it has affected us and how we've been able to kind of rally around and figure out something different in order to try to make it work. Yeah, well, that that's one thing about uh, 
2020 if it didn't cause you to kick in your second wave of thinking man nothing will because you had to adjust bounce back sidestep uh pretty much all year which you know for some people it really wasn't bad and for a lot of people um i saw the growth of a lot of black businesses uh, people started a lot of businesses this year and um, I, I I would say for me 2020 wasn't all that bad because I relaunched uh, several different things I relaunched and uh, one being my uh, Chef Jeff's Boudin Balls and another one which is what we're on now which has been a dream of mine which is the, the podcast and you know in this moment or in this year um, I think with the extra time that I had on my hands it was it was definite that I had to go ahead and do something because I just couldn't sit still because I think with anything we had extra time on our hands if we ain't have nothing if we ain't have uh if, even if we didn't have a dollar in our pocket which you know uh, we we had time on our hands and I was going to use that as pr- most as productive as I possibly could so I'm happy that this started um, I'm excited for what 2021 has to offer but I'm also um on my P's and Q's to know that you know what 2020 um, was just a year Uh, another year could be worse than 2020 so you know you always got to be ready and prepared yeah you know and and Jay with that sentiment of always ready to be prepared and going back you know a little bit further when you were talking about with time you know I know that most of us when we coming out of 2019 into 2020 you know most people were thinking about you know when you have the saying of 2020 it's linked to having perfect vision or something with vision right and so I know uh, a lot of people you know were really going to get focused on whatever it was they want to try to achieve and accomplish right but I'll tell you this from my personal uh, uh, standpoint 2020 to me it, it, it was about vision but it wasn't about your own personal vision to me it was about what God wanted you to see because he showed you if you paid attention God revealed to the world that he's still in control of everything right and it was only if you really paid attention to what was really going on. Jeff, at no point in time, again, you and I are roughly the same age. I never remember seeing a time where the whole world was shut down. Now, you know, you may have a tragedy like a 9-11 in the United States, or you may have a tsunami off the Japan coast, or you may have something else going on in India to where a particular continent, country, city may have been affected. Jeff, we're talking about the whole world, the world. had to sit still. 
Yeah. And so, to me, the one if 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 you took the time that was given, because that's all we had was time. At, at one point, really, you know, and I'm not, not saying this to be facetious, but you know, your your clothes, your your cars, your your belongings, your house, all that materialistic stuff didn't mean jack. Nothing, not it, at all. It, it really came down to the basic needs of food, water, shelter, right? And and so when you think about that in that aspect, you know, if you if you're a spiritual person by nature, God wants to have a relationship with you. He wants for you to spend some time with him. And if you know anything about the Bible in the good book, it say God is a jealous God. Look, it gave us time to reassess things in our lives to say, okay, you know what? This job is important, but my family is more important. My my my, my spiritual uh, uh, growth and guidance with God is more important. It put fo- it put things in focus on what's re- what you should have been doing all along. Except you get too busy and wrapped up and caught up in the world to where you don't have time for certain things, and that's why your life tends to kind of be. Uh, uh, in disarray, so to say. So, what it did for me, I, I began to regain more of my, my, my spirituality, getting to know God again, building a relationship. And then, you know, personally, man, I started reading more, right? You know, we, we had all this time to where we probably watched everything that was on Netflix, you know, we watched everything that was on Hulu. You know, we, we, you know, as far as television and multimedia stuff on the internet, we probably had gotten bogged down with with technology in that sense to where it was just, you were sick of it. But you went back to old school things like playing cards and, and board games, interacting with your family, uh, sitting down having meals together as a family. Again, reading books, writing. Uh, get going outside, playing kickball and football, and you know riding bikes. Man, it was at one point in time in the summer, early in the summer. Man, we couldn't find a bicycle at a Target or a Walmart. I remember that because everybody was buying them. I mean, you know, it's like we kind of got back to nature. We started walking and jogging and running. You know, but it's like really we start really living again and being appreciative of life because now we saw that. This coronavirus was taking lives, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, we, we need to be thankful that we're we're still living and, and, and healthy, and you know, God is blessing us to see another day. You know, we tend to make plans, and ain't nothing wrong. It ain't nothing wrong with making plans, but still being cognitive, knowing that hey, God is in control, and you ain't in control of nothing, right? So for me, that's where this led me to be on more of a spiritual journey and to understand that hey things of this world will get you get you distracted but you got to keep your eye on the prize and and in my humble opinion is God and his family then know nothing else really matter you know what I'm saying so um they kind of put that in perspective for me so we, we've kind of moved up to the summer you know you know probably right around June, July, August-ish. Um, so to kind of transition to the next big thing, you know, um, 
and I think this happened, but it wasn't around this time to where the spotlight actually happened uh, uh, around the United States and the world. Again, we're talking about Black Lives Matter and and and, and uh, the case of Breonna Taylor, and, and I'm, I'm gonna talk to you just to speak on that. Well, for those that have been hidden under a rock, which I, I doubt it, but uh, Breonna Taylor was uh, was um, she's no longer with us. She was a young African American uh, female who was, in fact, a paramedic. And the case, um, her with a a boyfriend who was allegedly involved in criminal activities was there with her at her home and there was supposed to have been a warrant served to capture him or whatever um, the, the case is still under investigation uh, there's, there's talks that the warrant was uh, illegal there was no reason to um, you know uh, search her place but ultimately what happened is um, they uh, came into or they were forcing their way into her home uh, in the middle of the night and they drew guns right now just to be clear and I didn't want to interrupt you but two things right so the initial warrant that they had, it it was for a, a, a young man that she dated previously that she was no longer affiliated with. Okay, that, thank you for clearing yeah, that up. That was the first thing. And the second thing that we have to point out because a, another similar case happened to happened here in Houston that got uh, some, some major attention was the fact that the, these police in Kentucky uh, did a no knock. Did a no knock raid. Right. No knock one. No right. no knock one. So they busted in this lady's apartment without any warning. Okay, right. so go ahead. So they uh, thank you for that clarity. I will. Uh, and so a, a, a shoot a shootout occurred between the uh, the gentleman that was there with Brianna Taylor while Brianna Taylor was in her bed uh, sleeping or whatever laying down and obviously shots were exchanged uh, Brianna Taylor was hit and ultimately succumbed to the uh, shots so um, you know again uh, to my understanding and there has not been an arrest. Have you heard anything differently? I will. Well, I did. You know, initially what ended up happening, I forgot the the correct terminology, but the the uh, it was called a, a wanton shot. I think a shot. Warning shot. Wanting. I think it's W A N T O N. To where that's what they actually had got brought up on charges for saying that they recklessly shot into uh, into not only her apartment but they shot the right. bullets went into apartments that was adjacent to hers 
that's what they got in trouble for. Not for the fact that they busted in and they killed our right. young black queen, but because they shot bullets into somebody else's apartment. Right. So at the time, uh, those were the only charges that were brought. Now, I want to say as of the, this past week, there's been a lot going on from, the, from New Year's, Christmas, Christmas to New Year's. One of the officers has now been fired. And it's only because we are, you know, the public is has not stopped putting pressure on on the uh, law enforcement agencies and the the, uh, the legislation in Kentucky. And then, you know, we, we come to find, finding out that there's some shadiness or some questionable moves by the Attorney General of Kentucky, which is a which is a, he's a brother, but. He's he but he's connected or married to Mitch or somebody at Mitch McConnell's family. So it's like it's a it's a it's a it's mm-hmm. like you know, lying down with dogs and getting up with fleas type right. thing, right? Right. So it just it, you know it, and they, the grand jury was saying that the attorney general didn't um, he, the way he presented the case uh, they didn't they, he didn't present them to be able to charge or murder charges and this, that, and the third. So it's a lot of shadiness going on behind this. And one thing, you know, I would like for our listeners to just follow up on because, again, some things will not change until we actually start putting some things in motion ourselves. Is to find out a little bit more about how grand juries in your city and state are applied because these juries are, are hand-picked by you know uh, the prosecution, but it's picked in order for that for the uh, prosecutor in their favor or whatever that they're trying to do. So this is really like a very biased type jury that they're hand picking in order for them to get the indictment or whatever it is that they're trying to get. So it's really not level, fair, and just with these grand juries. Go ahead. They playing chess. And I, always, man, it's like they <laughs> always two or three steps ahead of like we I'll try we, to be. We are always behind the eight ball within this justice system. It's like right. they'll give us a nugget, or they'll give us a fry, but they don't want to give us no nugget. Nah, we want the whole meal. We want the whole meal, man. Right. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> I mean, again, so, but uh, R.I.P. to to Miss Taylor. She was such a beautiful young lady. Like I remember, you know, and it kind of sad in my heart. The other day, again, you know, we, we uh, with the internet, you see people kind of make these memes, but I don't know if her account was still active, but this may have been something she had placed on Twitter, maybe on Facebook, but she was like, she was commenting on how uh, she's seen a lot of people and families dress uh, for Christmas and, the, you know, and the family would be in all matching pajamas. And she was like, you know, hopefully one day soon, I can have a good child. I saw that. Yes, man. I can yeah. have a child so I can partake in some of these same pictures. Man, yeah, I, I, I saw I, that. I mean, I damn near uh, shed a tear after seeing that, man. It's like. Yeah. And it was, it was last year. Somebody posted it. I think it was December 10th of last year or right. December 18th of last year. Yeah, right. I remember that. Yeah. Right. So it just, just, again, tragic, man, you know. And. You know, these, <clears throat> these brothers and sisters, man, we, we can't, you know, 
they're not coming back. You know, and, and it's just like we don't know what her potential greatness could have been. You know, and, and she she was an EMT, a paramedic. Maybe she wanted to go to school to be a doctor. Maybe she could have been a doctor to cure some type of cancer. We don't oh, coronavirus. Know. It don't, we don't know, man, because now her life has been taken away from us. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, that's just a tragedy of it all, man. But, you know, so we, we're about halfway through the year. Um, I, I know, as, you know, as, as we're moving forward, um, during this time, you know, because they had to set everything back, you know, NBA basketball was, was prevalent. Also, with Major League Baseball, they crowned new champions. Uh, congratulations to the LA Dodgers. They won. Um, Man, please. The World Series in baseball. And then, congratulations to LeBron uh, and the Lakers. They won in basketball. But again, the coronavirus snuck his head up off in there again, especially with the Dodgers. One of their players, I can't remember what his name was, but he, I think, he was supposed to be quarantined. And his ass out there was celebrating with everybody once they, once they won the championship. Huh? <laughs> he, he, he ended, he ended hey, up right. fine. Uh, I wish I could, uh, I wish I could remember the guy's name, but it was a white guy with long hair. He's one of their better players, and uh, he out there just <laughs> celebrating and probably kissing on the trophy and this, that, and the third. <laughs> and, and, and got the corona or supposed to be in quarantine. So it's like, again, this corona had popped his head up in so many aspects oh of what we, you know, we were doing and. It's just, it's just wild, man. So you know. Oh, uh, you talking uh, about Justin? Justin Turner? Justin Turner, that's him. Justin Turner, man. He just, just buck ass wild, man. Like man, he like damn, I'm finna go celebrate my team, man. And you know when you that's think about funny. it, when you think about it, man, I understand where you're coming from because it's hard to win a championship. They may, you know, while he's playing, he may not never go back to the World Series. So, but again, you gotta be safe, man. You know. You don't know how your body's gonna react to that. You, then you know you don't know if you pass it on to somebody else how they may react to it. So that's the biggest thing. But again, congratulations to them. Uh, I'm not missing somebody. That's football, basketball. No football. Who won football this year? The Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas they won City. earlier. They, yeah. Right. So they won, but uh, yeah, they they won before uh, so COVID yeah, really right. just yeah right. just took over. Yeah. So. But, uh, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> it, you know, uh, like you said it earlier, COVID is going to be the backdrop of most of the stories that we talk about for 2020. I mean, even up until the uh, the elections, uh, the presidential elections, which COVID was at or near the top of everybody's list. So it eventually came down to uh, two individuals for Super Tuesday and on uh, November 4th which was uh, of course Donald Trump and Joe, Joe Biden right so and again I, got, I have to start this thing off with the coronavirus right now 
our president caught corona. And again, he had been one that was taking it so lightly until he got it. And they had what they call a super spreader event where they were at the White House and, uh, you know, people, were, they were somewhat socially distant, but a lot of them didn't have their mask on. They had, they had the event outside in the Rose Garden. Then they had an event that was on the inside of the, of the White House. And he ended up getting it. Uh, I think one of his sons or nephews ended up getting it. I think Jerry Kushner, if I'm not mistaken, he ended up getting it. He had a lot of people close to him get it. And a lot of you know uh, people with, with, with the, you know senators and, and whatnot. Right. Uh, so that's kind of when the I seen a slight change in the president's way. Like, okay, yeah, this is real. We, you know, we need to start taking it more seriously. But, you know, and I don't want to make this all about politics, but we have to uh, kind of shine light on the, on on the dummies and the superstars. I personally want to say, give a shout out to Dr. Anthony Fauci. Now, Dr. Fauci, the little, little uh, white guy who's the, the one of the leading experts uh, on, on, on viruses and, and diseases, he is probably the most non-political, or, or I would say partisan uh, uh, person with, within what was going on with this infectious disease. He has now spanned, he's 80 years old. He, he, okay. he had been up under the Trump administration. The two terms for President Obama, the two terms for President Bush. Bush. Mm-hmm. He was uh, up under the two terms. Well, two terms for Bush, two terms for Clinton. I think he goes back as maybe I think as he far goes as back to Reagan. Reagan, the Reagan administration. So he don't have really a political uh, uh, angle at all. He's trying to protect the United States people, right? But some kind of way, uh, Agent Orange. Uh, President Trump tried to make this political. Hey man, this guy knows what he's talking about. And instead of him trying to use and help get the man resources that he needed, he was like he was winning one one minute, and then soon as it didn't fit his agenda, he turned on. And I'm like, dude, that just lets me know how unqualified Donald Trump was to be president, man. Like, you, you know, you, and again, going back, because during the presidential campaign, you know, it came out that Joe, uh, from President Obama and, and, and Joe Biden, he was vice president, when they were trying to make the transition from Obama to Trump, they had given him a playbook on something of the nature of something catastrophic like this happened with an infectious, you know, fast-spreading disease. Correct. Not only did how he to not, be prepared. How to be prepared. Not only did he not pay attention to it, this damn fool fired almost all of the people who were under that division. On the committee. On the committee to, yeah. to, to see about this. This is what, you know, it's just asinine to me that, he, you know, this guy didn't really take these things seriously. Because if he had a, and I'm not saying that, you know, he would have stopped it, but 
we would have definitely been more informed and quite possibly could have slowed the spread of this thing down. But due to his incompetence, we are, we are where we're at right now. Yep. And, and, and that's the main reason why I come right now. We're doing the podcast on the January the first New Year's. This 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 cat got roughly uh, eighteen days to vacate sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue. His ass got he to been go. evicted. Yeah, you know he just on bar time right now. Look, so, look, book bookman put the sign on the door. Hey man. Uh, <laughs> he, told, he told every family y'all got to get out, man. Man, look, Trump family, murder. y'all got to get y'all got to get up out of Cabrini Green. Oh man. <laughs> so you know, and again, yeah. going back to the politics, man. You know, we elected Joe Biden, and also Kamala Harris is on the ticket. She's the first uh, female uh, vice president, uh, first uh, uh, woman of color be vice president so she's breaking down barriers man and, and uh hopefully her and, and, and Joe uh, put together an excellent uh, staff um, cabinet so that you know it could be diverse and we can get some things done now we and, and I'm just putting this caveat in there for those who are listening I think this upcoming week there's such a pivotal uh, vote for two senators in the state of Georgia, and this could tip the balance of power for the next, you know, at least four plus years. That um, right now the Democrats control the the House, but the Republicans control the Senate. But if the Democrats can flip these two Senate seats in Georgia, it'll turn Georgia blue, and. Uh, President Biden, President-elect Biden, and President, Vice President-elect Kamala Harris would now have a, almost a green light to try to get some things passed without having the Republicans block everything. Now, I'm going to say this. I have been a, a staunch Democrat, um, but as I've gotten older, I've seen some things that don't quite align with me and the party's uh, aspect. So some things I see the Republicans do, I tend to favor them. But you got to have checks and balances, whoever's in the White House. And I'm not saying everything the Democrats do is going to be great, and not everything the Republicans do is going to be great. But don't we don't need someone in, in, in a hood terminology of cock-blocking things that everybody can use. If we're talking about infrastructure, you know, roads, schools, uh, hospitals, stuff that everybody uses, it should not even be an argument on either side of the table about getting, you know, passing budgets and legislation to get this done. Now, on some things that tend to be more liberal, yeah, we can understand that you have a fight, but you have to have an ebb and flow, and you got to be willing to reach across the table. And um, you can stop alienating people, man. We're all America. We may not all agree on everything, people's lifestyles, this, that, and the third, but you have to be able to, even if it's like like, like how your mom and them say, if you can't if you can't say something good about somebody, don't say nothing at all. Don't say nothing at all. We got to kind of have that in politics, man. You got to be able to be able to play with the other side. 
you know what I'm saying, and, and, and do it for the greater good. Remove your ego out the way, you know, stop being corrupted by all this money and the lobbyists, this, that, and the third, and let's fight for the people. And I think, again, when we touch back on police brutality and trying to uh, 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 restructure the criminal justice system in America, man, we got to reform them, not man. The government itself is gonna be under anarchy, man, because the people at a point will man, we're not gonna take it no more. Yeah. So, so we are, you know, winding down 2020. Um, you know, excited about 2021. You know. As we look back over 2020, a lot has happened. We've lost a lot of people, a lot of very, you know, important people uh, in the lives of sports, entertainment, acting, uh, hood, <laughs> if you will. What's 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 one of the what's one the death that you know? I mean, obviously, you know, we talked about George Floyd that impacted the whole world, but you know, what are some other deaths that? really impacted you man I mean I'm a hip hop head so we we, we lost a lot of people in hip hop man you know and still hip hop as a musical genre is still relatively young so you know when you look at again I say me and J.E. We're, we're, we're in our 40s and some of the people that we grew up on are around our age or a little bit older so you know to lose recently uh, ecstasy of Houdini oh. that, that, that was a hurt one man because you know these, that group is one of the legendary groups you know they were one of the first groups to kind of fuse on being hip hop together even though they don't get a lot of credit for it so I remember growing up man you know I had my big cousin he used to uh, always stay abreast of whatever music was hot and but when Houdini came out man I knew all these songs man like that was one of my favorite groups and to hear that we lost him recently was really really sad but the probably the most Wait, well, hold on. What, what what was one of your favorite Houdini songs? One love, man. Top two. I mean, one one love. I mean, I, one one love. Uh, funky beat. Five minutes of funk. But if if, if I were gonna pick, I, I, watch how contrast picking my one my two favorites. The first one was one love, but then the second will be I'm a hope. So Ooh. I mean, I, I'm, I'm in love one minute, and I'm hey. older than this. Hey, hey, say if it, it, it one of I'm a hoe was was back that ass up <laughs> before back that ass hey, up because when that came on, oh man, yes, man listen, the beat was so hard Look. and they they were just so real with what they were talking about. Hey, you you be a church deacon. <laughs> <laughs> They're on every Sunday, but when I'm a whole came on, man. Yeah. yeah, so, but again, the contrast in their music, they touched on, on a lot of different stuff. So, you know, One Love just showed, you know, the re- the realistic aspects of, of love. You know, like, he, 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 t- he talked about a, a bird in the hand beats two in the bush. And like, thank you, girl, for teaching me love, because all in all, I had a ball. I, I guess it's better to a love. Then to have lost 
a devil to a love that I'm never had love that I'm now I'm knowing that I'm memorizing this at the age of eight, nine. I don't don't look, don't know, don't know nothing about it. But then as I become a teenager and an adult, and then I say those lyrics back, I'm like, damn, them them boys are really talking about some shit. So right, but this loss here, man, it it was so tragic because again. This guy was the same age as me, as us. But man, when we lost the Black Panther, Chad with Bozeman, man. Oh yeah. I mean, really and truly, him and Kobe were almost like at the same apex. Like, even though Kobe had retired from basketball, he still had so much more that he he could have done. Just you know, with with the entertainment and some other stuff that he was trying to do. Hey man, Chadwick Bozeman was really just scratching the surface of his true greatness. Like, if I was to say there would have been another black actor that was primed and ready to come right up underneath Denzel Washington, it was Chadwick Bozeman. Oh, Chad. Look at what he did. He played Jackie Robinson, did excellent. He what? played Dale Good Marshall, excellent. James Brown, excellent. And really, truth now, and, and I ain't stepping on nobody else's shoes. We had Leonard and we had Meteor Man, but the Black Panther, hey man, he Wakanda forever. That yeah. was a cinematic jewel. They showed in essence of what Africa, and Africa is a full continent, not just a a city or a town how we may often reference it but it shows us the beauty of what we we are we were kings, queens, monarchs smart, intelligent beautiful, strong that man Man. it just, I'm catching chills right now just (laughs) visualizing what they put out on the big screen so again giving props to Marvel for letting them give the reins to Ryan Coogler and Ryan Coogler and all his staff to put together such a beautiful motion picture every we have Angela Bassett Forrest Whitaker Michael B. Jordan we had some of the elite Lupita we had the most you know, elite yeah. act- actors and actresses in this movie. And they showed they ass. And so for him, to, for us to lose the Black Panther, man, it, it just saddened me, man. And th- we didn't even know he was sick. That yeah. man. And they, I took it, uh, I'll share this with you. You know, I know most of the listeners may. Uh, not know this but um Chadwick Boseman died of course of colon cancer and I my it, it hit me even harder because I'm a colon cancer survivor and to know to know somebody died of something that you survived it just I mean when I found out I paused I mean it just really just cemented the fact that I have to you know I gotta do everything that I can in the time that I have because I was I was just I was taken back when 
I found out he passed. Right. And, you know, he still, you know, they even talk about, uh, you know, he was in, uh, shout out to Netflix. Uh, he was in the movie that just recently dropped. Uh, it's an adaptation of Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And uh, they discuss even how he was even while he was sick he was still pushing and wanted to learn and wanted to give his best performance even during his sick and I know there's another movie that I think that they said that he made while he was sick I just can't remember it right now but man shout out to Chad Bozeman for just being the uh, quintessential hero. And, and yeah. you know, and I, I know we, 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 we're, we're getting short on time, but and we can't put together a full in memoriam because there were so many people that we lost. But so I, I'd be good. remiss to to not uh, give a shout out to to uh, to Tiny Lister, aka Debo from Friday. You know, like he, <laughs> we, you know, we turned Debo name into an action word a verb it's like you know, absolutely we say man you got Debo <laughs> like that's how that's exactly how influential his character was to to our culture so you know and, and again he he had an illustrious film career you know he didn't play a lot of uh, major roles but you know he, right. he, he he probably has 50 to 75 films underneath his his belt you know, I remember him playing in the, in the, in the Black Western Posse. You know, he, he had a, a stint in wrestling uh, in the WWF, now WWE. Uh, he played the character Zeus. He, he, yeah, Zeus, you remember man, that? He was in No Holds Bar, which Zeus, uh, you know, was battling against Hulk Hogan. So, yeah, man, he goes, he mm-hmm. goes, you know, goes back. He has, a uh, like I said, an illustrious film career, you know, um, Man, you know, we again we can't go through all the names, but just just rest oh, in peace man. to all the, the uh, athletes and entertainers, and, and to just close loved ones that you may have lost this year due to COVID or due to natural causes. I'm, I, I want to personally say rest in peace to my father. He just passed away on uh, on this Absolutely. past Monday, which was I think the twenty. 20- Six or something like that, but he died of natural causes. But it was kidney failure. So, you know, rest in peace to my pops, man, and and to all the lives that we you know lost this year. May God bless you, and may may God continue to comfort the family, man. Because you know you may be gone, but you're not forgotten. Absolutely, I'd say um, uh, twenty uh, twenty twenty also was a transition year for me uh, and it wasn't all that bad you know so we experienced a lot of deaths um, one one death uh, that I experienced was my marriage so I am divorced and proud of it but not not in that aspect you know I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this uh, you know divorces can be an ugly thing it can be a, a an awakening for those who've gone through it or have gone through it but I think a divorce is just like anything uh, you just learn uh, what to do better the next time you have an opportunity and you take what you've learned and just build and just become uh, 
you know, better the next time around or whatever. But it's not all bad, man. I'm, you know, I'm grateful to be still friends with my ex-wife in the aspect of, you know, we still get along. It wasn't ugly or anything like that. Uh, But, you know, to to every sad situation, there's always opportunity for something to come from it. And like I said, I discovered a lot of things about myself that um, I have within me. And in 2021, I want to harness that energy as much as possible. So um, with that being said, I, I want to thank you. I will for everything that we do together. We've been down for 20 plus years. We've been through everything you know you you're inspiring entrepreneur in the music game and you know you still you still doing it you know so man we're gonna continue to do stuff yes sir man and and again man you know for for those you know we started this podcast and and i've been a part of a a few other podcasts in the past and, and 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 i've enjoyed doing all of them but you know uh like I say, man, me and Jay been rocking, man, for 20 plus years, and, you know, this is my brother, you know what I'm saying, like, when you, you know, you've had friends for years, man, you know, and, 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 and it's, it's people that you love and can count on, it's like, that, that friendship transcends just being friends, and I, I was so honored that he asked me to be a part of the, the podcast, for one, two, I always will encourage my brother to, to, to seek and do his dreams because again we only got one life and man as long as we keeping God first and, and asking and seeking him for guidance man we can only do things in, in, in a right manner and God will continue to bless us so you know you never want to go through life and have no regrets when he told me about the, the, the format of this podcast I was like yeah man I'm with it let's, let's, let's get it done and um, I hope that you know, I want to continue to inspire him as he continues to inspire me. And hopefully we can inspire y'all to push it for y'all greatness. Again, you know, as, as, as uh, little kids, we're often told that, hey, man, you know, we can do anything that we put our minds to. it, And, and, and really, that is still true. But I'll put this caveat on top of it. Not only is it anything that we can do if we put our minds to it, but also if we submit humbly, hum, humbly to God and let him direct our steps and tell him what, what, what we want to do. And as long as it's in, 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 in the will of God and, and, and something that's within his favor, man, he'll open up the doors and the blessings for you for, for anything that, that's good. And so... With this podcast, we want to be able to speak openly and frankly about things that are going on within the black community that, uh, you know, really is in the black community, but it affects the world on a whole. And so we don't ever want to just be so biased of, you know, any of the local topics or aspects, but we want to be able to touch on things that can touch everybody within our community. And so as we get ready to roll forward into this new uh, the new year, we want to encourage you, if it's a business that you thought about uh, starting, start it. Go do some research on it, and, and, and don't worry about not having 
everything that you think you need to get it started. Once once you get right. it started, once you you ask God to help you and guide your steps, you'll be amazed at what will happen. You know, but you have to you have to put forth some work because it just ain't gonna come to you. But you know, if you want to start your side hustle or business, go back to school. Uh, hell, want to play sports, want to become an actress, whatever, an artist, whatever it is that you have your heart set on doing it, go to God, pray on it, and then get to work. And I guarantee you, man, when we leave about this 2020, it, it, while we having this quote-unquote TED Talk right now, I guarantee you, you look back in a couple of months and see how far from which you came, then you can't keep you can't keep doing nothing but striving for better. So, again, we thank you guys. We love y'all. Uh, again, uh, Jay, tell them how they can get in contact with us and, and, and interact with us. Well, we are on all the social media platforms. We're on Twitter at The Melanated Podcast. Instagram at the Melanated Podcast, and now the Facebook page is open up at the Melanated Podcast, and we're on all podcast platforms, including Breaker, Anchor, Spotify, you name it, we're there. So look forward to uh, 2021. Uh, we're trying to go live so you guys can see our face. Uh, we are two handsome gentlemen, <laughs> and uh, we want to put that out there. But we got a lot in store for 2021 so you guys uh, stay tuned and what we do is strictly to keep the light that we have been given shining brightly so I want to thank you guys for tuning in to the Melanated Podcast and have a wonderful awesome 2021